0: What's your biggest piece of advice for newlyweds?
1: Don't stop dating. I mean, not other people. (laughs) (laughs) Not other people. No, I'm (laughs) I'm, I'm very serious about that. Like, you know, when you're, to use a phrase that, like, Mr. Burns would use from 1920, when you're courting someone, you're kind of on your best behavior, you know? hopefully, um, insofar as you're capable of manifesting your best behavior. And hopefully there's something shiny and attractive enough about you so that when you are in your best behavior, you're tolerable enough so someone just as desperate as you might dare to fall in love with you. (laughs) And so you do that on a date. And then it's real easy when you get married to think, well, you know, I did all the hard work already, and now we can just settle into, people say, settle down. Jesus, mm. that's a dismal view of marriage. We're going to settle down. Mm. It's like, you know, how about strive up? That'd be <gasps> better. And so- yes.
0: Yes. Okay, here's what I want to say. I initially, when he was like, don't stop dating, I was thinking he meant like, don't stop taking time to invest in the relationship, like go on dates still and get to know each other still and all that stuff. What he's saying though, or at least what he's saying so far, what I hear is he saying make sure that you still work to be the best version of yourself for that person if you're dating you know the difference between when you are by yourself at home or with your roommates and or with your you know your family of origin and then you go out on a date and you like you like perk up you know you can like you like smile more and you're Intellectually engaged more, you're like trying to be intelligent and focused when you're talking to them, you're using your best manners. But when that person becomes your new immediate family, right? When you get married and they become your immediate family, the temptation is to, like, what he's saying, totally just stop doing all of that stuff. And then they get to see you, warts and all. And it's good to be loved in that space, like, it's good for them to see the warts and all, if you will, because. Y- you have dignity there, right? And there is a certain level of comfort that allows for you to let your guard down in that space. We tend to give the people that we love the most the worst of ourselves. So like very often we have, my mom used to call them party manners. Did your mom call them that? (laughs) Party manners where like you go out in public and you behave in a certain way. You know, you like perk up a little and you're and you're engaging and you're nice and you're asking questions. And if you're feeling yucky on the inside, you're going to shove it down so that you can like engage with this person. But then you go home and you let it all out. And sometimes it's rude and sometimes it's sloppy and you know, whatever. And everyone has bad days. I'm not saying don't have bad days, but what I am saying is if we flipped that narrative on its head and gave our very best to our spouse, and if we only have like, if we're having a hard day and we only have like 3% of kindness in us, don't give it to the stranger at the grocery store. Give it to your husband, right? Like give it to your spouse. And like, maybe you're rude to the person at the grocery store and that's not awesome. Don't, you know, don't try to do that. But I would say it would be better for your marriage and your family to give that 3% to your spouse first. And then, you know, maybe you just, smile politely at the person and move on and don't engage with them or whatever, you know, with the grocery store person. I'm not advocating being mean to grocery store workers. But I think that the posture, I hope you know what I'm trying to say, the posture of like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my best and I'm going to be as kind as I can. I'm going to really dig deep and be kind to you, ought to go to our spouses and our children before they go to random strangers. Okay, that's not what Jordan said, but I want you to know that.
1: You know, the closest that people get to beauty and romance in their life, likely, is when they're dating. However distant Mm. they still stay from it. And that's why romance movies are so attractive, you know, because they Mm -hmm. show people who are peacocking around, let's say. Peacocking. At their best, trying to attract each other. And there's something very attractive about that. And there's something romantic about that dream. And it's easy to think that once you've hooked and snared someone, Mm -hmm. you know, landed them like you might land a fish that you can just sit on them and they're yours trapped in your net and you know you can settle down or expand outward or whatever it is that you might be inclined to do but i would say you don't want to fall prey to that temptation you know and you want to see if you can determine how to not only maintain that commitment to beauty and romance in Mm. your life but to become expert at that and now you have someone to practice that with, you know, and, and you could get really good at it. And, you know, if you get really I love good that. at okay. it, okay. we're going to stop you're...
0: here. The idea of working at it and practicing it is something that we are uncomfortable with in marriage. I am a marriage counselor. For those of you who didn't know that I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in the state of Texas. And so I do a lot of work with couples, obviously. And one of the things that I see on a regular basis, and that I have seen, you know, not just necessarily with my clients, but in my research and my study and my preparing for this, um, this career is people think that the things that are necessary for a good marriage, good communication style, good conflict resolution, upholding friendship, which is basically what he's talking about. The romance, the, well, not the friendship is separate from the romance, but upholding all of those things that go into like falling in love, that they should come naturally. And when they don't come naturally, that something's wrong. I hear, I hear a lot. Marriage shouldn't be this hard who told you that? (laughs) Who told you marriage shouldn't be hard? I would argue marriage is going to be the hardest thing that you do in your entire life. Having two people who are not the same person become one flesh, it necessitates a dying to yourself. Both people have to die to themselves. It necessitates a heroic getting outside of yourself. It necessitates the ability to Pour into the other person when you feel like you have nothing left, right? Marriage is really, really hard work. Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that lie has come from the enemy who hates marriage, right? It's tricking people into thinking, or the culture that doesn't know anything about marriage because their marriage rate statistics are abysmal. It's coming from someone who doesn't understand what marriage is, right? Because marriage takes a lot of work. It it, it should be a lot of work. But the person that you're investing in is worth all of that work, right? There's value and richness and beauty in learning things for the sake of the other, right? How precious is that? So I really want to emphasize that learning good communication styles, learning good conflict resolution, learning how to foster a friendship over time, right, You, if you get married in your 20s or early 30s, you're not going to be the same people after you've raised your children and lived through your career when you're in your 60s. You're not going to be the same person. And over time, you have to learn how to love that person, how to romance that person, how to bring out the best in that person and yourself while you're changing too, right? All of this takes work and effort. So commit to learning the skills necessary to have a healthy and successful marriage. And I love that. What That's what he's saying. I don't think necessarily think dating couples are in the mindset that they need to learn So, I don't know that he's making the same point that I'm making, but I love what he's saying. And I would add to it that when you get married, recognize that marriage is hard work. It's good, beautiful. I mean, like every Olympian who wins a gold medal is going to tell you they put a lot of hard work into what they're doing. Hard work is not a bad thing. We don't need to be afraid of hard work. You can do hard things, you're a strong person. Hard work doesn't mean bad, it doesn't mean there's something wrong. It means there's something really good and right, and it's worth fighting for, and it's worth striving for, and it's worth learning. So, get in the mindset that you have to work and you have to learn. And over time, you're not gonna stop. You're gonna continually learn, you're gonna continually work. Okay, what else do you have to offer me, Jordan?
1: It's kind of a miraculous thing to get good at that because what you find is that if you you pay careful attention to romance, you remember who you married. You know, you fall in love with someone, if you're fortunate, you marry them. And when you fall in love with someone, you fall in love with their hidden best, that's a good way of thinking about it. And they fall in love with your hidden best. I love it. Maybe because you're so careful around each other, you sort of let that reveal itself. You know, you're, you're letting the light that you would otherwise have hidden under a bushel shine forth a bit. And then, you know, you close it back up because you're stupid and sinful and careless and irresponsible and all of that. But still, and afraid. You, can see that other, afraid. you can see what's there in that other person. Just like when you have a child. You know, you fall in love with that child and you can see... You see their eternal essence, that's really what happens when you have a child, and then that's, you know, put into your care, which is a real miracle, that's for sure. And then you can learn how to maintain a relationship with that, and then you can remember who you were with. And then that's a miracle, you know?
0: Mm. That you got the person. And this is the last point I'm gonna make about this video, is when I see marriages fall apart, one of the things I think is so devastating is that they have forgotten who the other person is. There was a reason you fell in love with them, like Jordan said. There there are good beautiful things about them. And they were attractive enough that you wanted to value your entire life to them, right? So when couples separate, it's because they have forgotten that the other person is worth fighting for. And all of the ugly, all of the negative, all of the yuckiness seems like it's way too big and we can't ever get back to focusing on the good. You can. There are ways to do it. You absolutely can. But that's, I think, the lie that people are bought into. And I love his posture that a good marriage and good marriage advice is don't ever stop seeking the good in that person, Don't ever let like the ugliness, the warts and all, the real life that crowds in, the busyness, the exhaustion with the young kids, all that stuff. Don't let that rob you of the opportunity to seek the beauty, seek the good, seek that hidden, what did he just say? I don't remember what he called it. The hidden bushel, the light under the bushel basket. Don't stop fighting for that. That's excellent marriage advice. So... I love this. This was really fun. Did you like this? Let me know in the comments if this was something that you enjoyed. I love doing these. I want you to like them too. Please make sure you like this video, subscribe to this channel, and hit that notification bell so you never miss another one. I would love the opportunity to pop up on your YouTube feed all the time. So help make that happen. And until next time, stay close to the heart of Jesus and be not afraid. Bye.